My Journey with Self-Image and Self-Expression by Brendan Sheehan. Beauty and surface appeal is quite honestly one of the biggest interests for a Capricorn such as myself, and trust me, I'm not in the zodiacs. But in all seriousness, appearance is everything to a desperate, sensitive, sad, gay, dramatic, attention-sucking, aspiring main character such as myself. And quite honestly, I'm one to believe that self-expression through fashion, whether it be clothing, makeup, accessories, etc., is an essential part of one's identity. How do I know this? Well, I can tell you in all of the people that I have met, whether it be in the halls of this very school or the wondrous and dangerous vastness of the internet, that every single person expresses themselves and showcases their appearance differently, no matter the fad, trend, or even academic uniform. Everyone has a very different relationship with themselves and how they gaze into the mirror with a critical or versely conceited eye. And today, I would like to share with you my own adventure in the field of self-image and expressive awareness. In the self-analysis, I will try to follow my experience chronologically in order to really go in depth about the progression I have made personally and possibly help you listeners reflect on your own growth and development of how you see yourself at the surface. Starting from the fogged, glazy scrapes and scraps of my memories of my developmental childhood until about the first grade, I was always kind of out of control when it came to what I wore to school every day. I usually just wore whatever my parents laid out for me, because the desire to want to express myself with clothes wasn't really something I was conscious of, besides an, oh, cool lizard on shirt, that's cool. I want it because lizards are cool. Because typical of a kindergartner, all I really wanted to to do was spend time in the block corner with my small, naive disciples. Not much to unpack there, besides the fact I was pretty submissive to the orders of my parents on how I present myself. As I got older into elementary school, and as my hard-headed, soft-spotted cranium seemed to grow, I later learned the cool, the key phrase, oh, I want to do this myself. This mantra was applied to several other aspects of my life, but it was most noticeably implemented on my resentment towards my parents telling me what to wear. And quite frankly, that was the start of my first analytical complex upon my habits of fashion, something I like to call expressive independence. And while it wasn't quite expressive yet, since the clothes I own came from my family, and I despise shopping for the experience of going with my mom at Macy's for several hours on end as my feet seemed to drag across the floor for what seemed to be the terrain of boulderous mountains, I still wanted to be the one responsible for putting my clothes on every day and choosing what to wear. This ideology of mixing and matching the clothes I was given lasted well throughout my childhood and into early adolescence. The clothes my parents gave me were nice, and I didn't mind them at all, but to be frank I was not very cognizant of what constituted as good and bad clothes since during this time frame, it was simply never really relevant in my school social setting. But later on in this area, around third to fourth grade, I started to gain the slightest bit of control over showcasing myself in some of the clothes that I would wear. Occasionally I would buy, or rather make my parents buy, a shirt which which depicted a a particular animal band or any other kind of emblem of interest for me to wear. Why? because I like those things. If I like them, I'd wear them. It didn't matter what other people, if other people liked them too, because I liked it. It was for me, and maybe I could even catch the eyes of other people who liked the same things as me. I, I remember specifically that I had an Echo Smith t-shirt that I bought at my first concert that at the time would droop over my knees because of the smallest sizes they had were in adult sizes. 
a shirt with a wolf on it because in fourth grade I had a kinship and hyperfixation to wolves and thought about them all the time and quite on and quite honestly obsessively and a shirt with the words printed Irish on it because I attached myself to the singular piece of cultural heritage that I was and to be honest am still currently aware of. You cannot catch me dead in any of those pieces of clothing today but at the time I loved them for no other reason than the meaning I attached to those things. It wasn't until middle school that I truly started to gain a real consciousness of what I was wearing. I blame this turning point on my isolating experience of cyberschooling the entirety of seventh grade, where I learned to become super in touch with myself in an age frame of self-discovery and hormonal influxes. It was in this time that I started to come to terms with a myriad of things, such as the divorce of my parents, my disconnection from spirituality instilled upon me uh, instilled upon me by my mother and my sexuality. It was in this time that I could take a break from the socially stressful environment that had become a school and quite honestly resulted in a lot of upsides besides the detrimental cost of my failing grades. At this time, I had an overwhelming indulgence in freed spiritedness and the stereotypical hippie look. I was also old enough to shop for myself, and so my parents could just give me money to buy my own clothes. I found that shopping for myself was much better than my parents shopping for me, and I found that store and I found stores that I really liked. I still don't know why I chose to look like that with my long curly blonde locks similar to those of Leif Erikson's and flax shirts that made me look like the owner of a holistic shop. But nonetheless, I started to realize but I realize now I truly had a strong desire to be different. I had no interest in wearing Hollister shirts with basketball shorts like the other boys did, but instead wanted to be the shining presence in every single room I walked in. It was selfish of me, but soon I would grow out of it. This era really marks the independence of clothing choice. I, I had no interest in my parents or anyone buying things for me because I knew what I liked. In fact, I usually just asked for money for clothes instead of clothes for Christmas because I because it was what gave me my own freedom. Although I look back on all these times and cringe, I was extremely happy or even apathetic of how I looked to everyone around me. I had no self-consciousness no, nor a desire to be validated by anyone for what I wore. In a way, it was a golden time for me and my mental health. Not caring about what other people think is still a good skill to have not caring about what other people think is a good skill to carry throughout your life, but this mindset started to change as I went into 8th grade. The summer between 7th and 8th grade was one to remember, to say the least, and this was the time where I cut about 9 inches off my hair, and I also indulged myself in the structured friend group with really good friends, and I also explored my interest in social media. Social media will play an important role in my perception of myself until the present day. In this group of friends, we would often get together and take pictures with one another, wearing nice outfits and posting them on Instagram. It was fun, and it allowed me to explore photography and even modeling. But with these adventures in photography and outfit wearing, I slowly started to realize the diff my difference in comparison to my friends and how those I saw on social media. I thought I liked the clothes I was wearing, but I slowly assimilated into the taste of my clothing. In, of the taste of my friends, which, ult which ultimately, I messed that up there, and that the taste of my friends, which ultimately led to the resentment of, of such expressive pieces of colorful hippie clothing. Yes. <laughs> Instead, I grew to like clothes that looked good and 
that looked good in the photos I took with my friends, and my taste drastically changed. I grew more attached to posting on social media. I realized quickly that when you post pictures of yourself and your friends, people compliment you. They like your posts, they share them with friends, and they even leave comments telling you how good you look. It felt good to be recognized and appreciated, and as time went on, I wanted it more and more, especially when I developed a never-ending yearning for a boyfriend. This time frame begins, begins my desire to be desirable, as I put it, a motif that still carries great influence my, in my life to this day. I slowly became a slave for social media, posting often, usually every week, because anything more often than that would seem annoying, and I didn't want to be annoying. I wanted people to interact with me and give me the recognition I craved. And quite honestly, I received it. Being in eighth grade and wearing clothes that match, tucked into jeans with a belt and a chain was not a common, common occurrence for a middle school boy. And I would often laugh amongst my friends at the silly straighties who would wear Tommy Hilfiger tops with gray sweatpants as if it were any of our business. I was confident then. Since I stood out in my setting where there was absolutely no one else to compare myself to, I was genuinely really, really okay with myself, and my self-image was really positive. I joked about being a narcissist, but in all seriousness, I think I was just blind to my own flaws. I dressed nicely for the time, and even though I look back and, and cringe a bit at the skinny jeans and overly baggy shirts. But this is where my relationship with self-image gets a little less expressive, and much more internal and reflective, where I start to become cognizant of my flaws and how I dress compared to others quarantine. The word is used so much in these days that it makes my face scrunched up in internalized embarrassment. I'm sure we all, we've all heard enough about COVID, but I'm being completely honest when I say that quarantine and this episode of social isolation has had the greatest impact on my mental health, more than anything in my entire life, especially with my self-image. Now being forced to be taken away from the social distraction of real life, I was forced to be dependent on social media to stay in contact with people. It was the only way to preserve my sanity, yet somehow jeopardized it. In these times, I spent my time completely encapsulated in the Instagram models and influencers and TikToks and TikTokers and fashionable YouTubers that just wanted to be one step ahead of me when it came to appearance. Constantly, I was exposed to them, and as I realized, oh, my head is pretty long, and my hairline recedes. Oh, his waist is a lot slimmer than mine. I have some unnecessary body fat in my hips, don't I? What? My face is lopsided and my eyes are crooked. All these things that I had no control over finally started to catch up with me, and I soon realized that I wasn't as attractive as I thought I was. I couldn't post nearly as often as I wanted to on Instagram due to the lack of access I had to friends to take photos of me, so the flow of comments uplifting myself and validating my attractiveness grew lesser and lesser. The wallowing and serrating negative energy fills my mind to this day. I started to become so hyper aware of how I look and started to become so hard on myself on every single little detail. I constantly looked in mirrors to see what I looked like in every instance. Every second I got near a phone camera, a car window, or even the reflective surface of an aluminum piece of scrap metal, I needed to check myself. And to be honest, it hasn't changed. That's my great confession. I still struggle with my self-image to this day. I look back on how I used to look, and I look much better now, but I'm so much less confident, and I truly shouldn't be. I've overcome so much over quarantine when it comes to expressing myself, and now I am trying to get better with it. 
For starters, I have learned that the inquiry of my parents does not really have a significance to me anymore. For the longest time, there were so many outfits and alternative types of fashion that I would never choose to explore with the fear that my parents would not approve. Most of this comes from the fact that I work and make my own money to buy clothes that I really like without needing the approval before making a purchase. But with this emotional independence, I came to realize that dark clothing is nice, and in fact, I prefer it. And just because my parents associate dark clothing with the low life unsuccess with low life unsuccessfulness does not mean that I have to. I also learned that dyeing my hair isn't an erasure of my mom of my mother's image, but rather another way to showcase myself with having different colors on my head than the dirty, ugly, natural blonde that I had before. There's a real beauty and fulfillment in separating the intoxicating beliefs of you and your parents. I'm very proud to say that I've come very far with my relationship with self-expression and self-image, and even though it's had several ups and downs, and even though I've digressed into just wearing a comfortable sweater to a cafe rather than an extravagant outfit I would have worn in middle school, I'm comfortable with the simplicity of such a simple look and feel it expresses myself perfectly fine. And remember, this is just my experience, and it is far from over. Everyone expresses themselves differently, and fashionable identity is just as unique as a fingerprint. Thank you.